Hello. Hello, bitches. We're coming to you live from, well, not live, pre-recorded. We're coming to you pre-recorded from sunny Southern California, Los Angeles. We're here on official business. You you don't, don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you just don't get us, man. You just don't. You just don't get you us. You never get Nobody us. Nobody gets me. Nobody gets me. Especially not you. Okay? So you'll find out when you find out what we're doing here. <laughs> mom, leave me alone. Shut up, Mom. Yeah. Mom, um, stop listening to this But me. I was just thinking because when we traveled here, um, wh- what's your favorite travel, like, snack and beverage setup? Like, snack if you had your setup? ideal world, what would you have on you? Like, seven gin and tonics. And- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um... I mean, it's got, you got to come strapped with, for me, it's like a fuck ton of coffee Mm. and like sparkling water. But you would get that on the plane, correct? You would not bring that with you. Um, I'd bring it with me on the plane, finish that, and then order more while I was Mm. on the plane. Black coffee? And I don't think I'm really eating anything on the plane because, I mean, like, you you got that fucking seatbelt, like, wrenching... Tamping your guts in. Why is it tamping your guts in? Why do you put your seatbelt so tight? I want to be secure, bitch. (laughs) God. I don't want to fly out the airplane. (laughs) Okay. What if something happens? Sure. (laughs) If if something happens, you want to die on the rigidly attached to my chair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If the airplane cracks in half and my chair falls out, I want to white knuckle it all the way to the ground. (laughs) I want to leave a crater and never come disattached from my chair that's that happens actually what there's a plane crash that i heard about that took place in brazil and it was dude like the plane disintegrated or something and there were a few survivors that fell to the ground strapped into their chairs their chairs dislodged obviously or i think like all the metal fell to pieces around them, but they were still Dude. in their chairs. Tell me this was in like the 1970s or something. Yes, it was. And that planes aren't just disintegrating. No. The the airline was run and operated. The planes were operated by motorcycle mechanics. Okay. So yeah. it was like it was like Favela Airlines. Yeah, it was something just, in 1978 it doesn't exist anymore. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And one Ooh, girl phew. survived. And actually she was German by nationality. Her parents were German like scientists, biologists or something. German scientists but... in Brazil. <laughs> oh. That's what they were doing there. She's putting two and two together. Really interesting. Uh-huh. I had this classmate. Um, she doesn't listen to this, so I don't really care. Uh, her last name was Fiedelholtz, and mm-hmm. she was from Argentina. Ah, yes. And I was always like, yes, very interesting. Yeah, the famous Fiedelholtz family from Argentina. <laughs> when did your parents move there? Just wondering. Um, the Fiedelholtz family was created in 1947. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> they didn't exist before that. Yeah. Um, but only, so a, this teenager, this mm-hmm. German teenager, who actually spent the majority of her childhood in Florida mm-hmm. doing bugs and animal doing stuff. Doing bugs with and animal <laughs> stuff? <laughs> no, Nathan. Um, being like a little, like, what was that show with the redhead whose parents were like zoologists? Oh, on the Disney Channel. The she, Wild Thornberries. Yeah, she was like that girl. And um, she was the only one to survive the impact, and she survived. Yeah. 
And it was like a house of horrors because, because she was she ratcheted down to her chair, like I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. See, it works. Very interesting. So, what does she just wade her, her way through the Amazon and actually, like, yeah, hack limbs off of trees? And yes. Fight animals. Yes. Collect. I would try and make a family out of some spider monkeys and mm. just like, I would go. I would go Tarzan. I wouldn't mm. try to get back to the highway or like find society. I just start over fresh, because I'd that would be like God telling me like, you need to start over, man. Yeah. Like this modernity thing, it's not working for. <laughs> not you. for you. This was the big sign. Um, go wrangle a ranch of spider monkeys and turn into like a, get into hijinks. Live well, off of like roots and tubers and stuff. She tried to get back, but she like she had to battle like the elements, you know, uh, crocodiles and like eels and like piranhas. Eels, and, like, yeah, electric yeah. eels and shit. Yeah, actually. Damn, dude. Um, and she had a shoulder injury that started like swarming with maggots and stuff because oh, it was cool. just like an open wound nice. and she couldn't. Well, you know, actually, there's that's a double sided, that's a double edged sword because maggots. Are actually good for cleaning wounds like that. Believe it or not. Really? Doctors well, she survived. Used to maybe she would have maggots. Had yeah. like an infection otherwise or something. Yeah, exactly. Because what's happening is that there, you got necrotic tissue, you got dead flesh, and the maggots are eating it. Um, so, but if it if it were to stay on your body, it could spread and necrotize further and uh, further. But they're eating it off. Really fuck you up. Yeah, and like you said, get an infection. But um, they're they're basically cleaning the wound. Wow, which is disgusting That's and wretched. Repulsive. But yeah, it's fucking repulsive. But wow, actually a good situation to be in, believe it or not. So she finally she stumbled upon this like shack, you know, Dude. in what was otherwise the wilderness that she was hacking her way through, mm-hmm. and it had like a little bed and everything. And she just fucking she just fucking crashed there and didn't. Ha- I mean, wow. she's starving, like she's delirious, like she doesn't have any plans. She's just like I don't know. I would know, think this that I was hallucinating the hut. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, then, like a week later, two men show up, and it was after a week. Yeah, I can't it believe was she bad. made it that long. I know. Fuck. Um, and they were like Amazonian peoples that didn't even live anywhere near there. They had come by boat. It was boat. like a hunting cabin or something? Yes. Damn. They had come by boat, and they were like a remote tribe in the 1970s that had never seen a white person. They spoke a language that, like, will never, like, even yeah, that, like, put 70 in the books. Speak. Yeah, exactly. And um, they... they treated her really well and they took care of her and they took her back to their tribe, which Mm -hmm. was closer to civilization. And it was because they thought she was a goddess. No shit. They had had never seen anyone like her. And they had in their religion a, um, a goddess figure that was like out of the water and was like a young, like pale skinned, like yellow haired, like, Jesus they, like Christ. dolphin, dolphin woman, she like was a dolphin, dolphin lady. Spirit. Yeah. And so there was this like white teenager, like white German teenager, yeah, being like hoisted on a the, chair, like soaking a... wet. Like they were like she came from the sea. Like they had Holy no shit. context for what she could be or how she could be there. You didn't ask me what my favorite like travel scenario is for snacks. So oh, we're back to the snacks. Well, that's how we started. Man, we got all the way to maggots and dolphin gods, and then now we're back at snacks. Yes. Okay, well, describe it to me, bitch. So I would need a bottle of water, not something disgusting like Dasani or Aquafina, something mm-hmm. nice. And then I would also have a hint water. 
Those are those bottled waters that have a hint of a flavor. Yeah. I, I like the watermelon one. I like the pineapple one. They're very good. Then I would have uh, peppermint mentos. Not the fruit, not the spearmint, although those are fine. Uh, but the peppermint ones. Then I would have a package of Trader Joe's dried mango, the no sugar added version. Jeez, you need a lot of shit to travel. Then... Well, th- this is ideal. Oh, that's true. I travel without right. these things constantly. Yeah, but if I true. had my ideal situation, this is how I would be stacked. Okay. And then I think I would also have, you know, those like um, those protein bars that I like, the like prescription bars or RX bars or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have that in the chocolate peanut butter, dark chocolate peanut butter flavor. Just nice. in case I actually get hungry. Flavor. You know, but the, the, the mango and the Mentos, that's just for... um. It's just for keeping my taste buds entertained, keeping Yeah, I was going to say, fresh, what's, what's with the Mentos? It... Are, you like a, are you a stink mouth? You got a stinky mouth? No. Actually, I would have a pack of gum as well. Because the gum, it's for the See, ear I'm popping, it's for the breath. I'm starting to think you are a stink mouth. But no, I'm not a stink mouth. Yeah, I just, you are. Well, how? Because I'm the one who's keeping it fresh. I you didn't mention You said right coffee now. and gin and tonics. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Your mouth smells disgusting. No, 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 no. pristine. My mouth is a self-cleaning system. It smells like watermelon and peppermint. It's... Beautiful. My mouth is like when you don't wash your hair for a long time and it starts to clean itself. Disgusting. Oh my God. <laughs> that was something that Robert Pattinson like said because everyone freaked out about his hair yeah, um, yeah. in Twilight. They like, thought it was like, ha- beautiful and he was like, I don't wash I it. Haven't wa- I haven't washed it in 10 years. He's an interesting He's a Brit. One. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a good actor. Weirdo. He's a he's sexy a, man. Oh, he's such a good actor. God okay. damn it. Speaking of sexy men, mm-hmm. twinks, Specifically, oh, and shit that Brazilians like. Oh, I love this segue. Nice job. You want to introduce our topic for today? I do, in fact. What the fuck are we talking about? Huh? We're talking about Disney adults. Disney adults. Yes. Dark. Dark. Not, Strange. Not R-rated that we know of. Definitely. What are they doing behind closed doors? Just you know they're movies. fucking in costume. No, Nathan. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're dressing up as the teenage Disney princesses and getting railed in the hotel room. Uh, you know they are. You I know. know. They're dressing up as Lilo and Stitch and fucking each other. I know, but you really can't... <laughs> See, you, I got it. But you really can't... I thought I would be able to find more information about, like, the inner workings of the underbellies of, like, the sex culture that yeah. goes along with adult Disney people. Yeah. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I pretended I was one, because that's how you find it, is you go, like... <laughs> yeah. You, you can't Google, like, what the fuck are these stupid you idiots up to? go into where they... Go, yeah. go to where they live Yeah, I went to, like, to a Reddit, like, Disney adult thing, like... I don't know. I just couldn't find Going it. like, so how are you guys fucking... Kind of. I like to dress up as Winnie the Pooh. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's such a wholesome character. Don't he do is. that to him. Tigger. What could Tigger oh, could do Tigger a lot? Fucks. Yeah. Tigger could do a lot in that situation. <laughs> oh my god. Well, his Tigger tail and Kanga alone. got a little thing going on. Oh my god. Okay, so obviously these people are really easy to make fun of. Uh, it seems like a new article or post about like a Disney adult goes viral every week. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The comments yeah, are do. always the same. It's like telling them to like grow up, get a real life. Use their money to, like, I don't know, actually travel abroad instead of go different. to Epcot. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there's even a hashtag. Hashtag Disney adults are the worst. And it has 7 million views on TikTok, that hashtag. I'd like to revise my earlier statement. The more I think about it, I wonder if any of these dudes, dudes are having sex at all. I know. 
See, I think I think it's easy to assume yeah. that you, in order to be interested in this thing, in order mm-hmm. to be interested and devote your life as an adult to Walt Disney World, it's almost like a you sexless ha- You have pursuit. to have a sex thing. Like that's why it seems like there must be this underground part of it where it's this because otherwise, why would you do it? I don't I don't get right. the point unless you're doing like a weird sex thing with it. But I think the the true nature is mm-hmm. they're not having sex. I I think that's right. I think they're I think asexual. Adult nerd pursuits like this yeah. are just bottled up sexual energy that's yes, not being Nathan. expressed Actually, in the yes. right way. I think if they were having nice, wholesome, consensual sex, uh-huh. they probably wouldn't be as into Disney as they are. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Some things would be fulfilled for them. They wouldn't have to go looking in the strangest of places. I think the same is true for, like, adult men who do model trains. I'm not slandering model trains. Model trains are cool, but, like, who get, like, really into Mm -hmm. stuff, like model trains or, like, actual trains. There are guys who just sit by train tracks and just watch trains go past and go, yeah! Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wild. They should join that Florida woman who legally married the train. Yeah. Or the the roller coaster, but she originally had her her affair with the train. I know. And then she got fired. I always wonder what the train's name was. (laughs) I don't know. I wish we knew. I know Bruce is the roller coaster. It was probably like Rick or like... Rick. (laughs) Rick. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. That's what I would name him. So Disney adults are a frequent, like I said, predictable target on social media for all kinds of, you know, backlash. Yeah, because they're nerds. It's fun to bully nerds. It is, it is. It has been since we were little, and it continues to be now. It's wrong to bully nerds, but it is fun. Actually, that's interesting. When we were walking around, what was it, the Pacific Palisades yesterday? Yeah. I had this overwhelming urge to bully people. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone I saw, I was like, I want to bully you so bad. It's well, we're East Coasters, and we're out here in foreign soil, yeah. And all these, all those, like really shiny, very like sort of shallow, uh, you know, organic. high fashion or organic, just LA bitches, you know, Plant basic East LA bitches, mamas. yeah, walking around, and they have this fucking like, mm, aren't I great sort of thing? They do, and they you want to going, mm, aren't I just so? Mm, yeah, and they're all like, they're all like nice. But in a in a shitty like fake way. I agree. You know. Yeah. You want to go they like. They just deserve to be bullied, and I I'm just not sure. I'm not convinced anyone ever did that to them. Yeah. Or for no, them. No, they never it would did. Be for them, it would how, be for their highest good. How would you bully them? You should shove, be like, I can see your light shove. shove. <laughs> light shove is good. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, because it like would that. come out of nowhere, and they just be like, oh. <laughs> oh, that, someone get that man. Yeah, exactly. Somebody get that small woman. What would you do? I'd go like, I can see your plastic surgery scars. <gasps> oh, Nathan. It wouldn't be true, but I'd, I'd really get in there. <laughs> That's See, diabolical. a good insult's got to be real personal. You know what diabolical. I mean? Diabolical. No, you can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's diabolical. Okay. Um, I would never say that, but I could. So it's like carrying a gun, you know what I mean? You walk around, walking around, feel powerful. You never use it, but you know it's never there. Never use it. <laughs> yeah. So um, this episode is actually falling at a great time because Twitter recently erupted because of a Reddit post that uh, the poster shared that she and her spouse hadn't provided food at their wedding that was at Walt Disney World in Orlando. 
so that they could afford to have Minnie and Mickey in their wedding what? photos. Why the fuck do they want Minnie and Mickey Mouse? To some stinky little mice to ruin their Are there photos. even Mickey like Minnie and Mickey Mouse cartoons anymore? Like No. Who why? It's just a symbol for the corporation. That's so fucked. Also barbaric. To not ask your, your whole goddamn family to show up and look at you do your little special me thing, you fucking asshole, yep. and not even feed them or get them drunk or let yep. them dance or anything like that. You pieces of shit. It's really weird. Don't get married at Disney World. Don't. Also. Stop. Stop doing that. Unless you like own Disney World. You know what I mean? And I guess, yeah. Shut it down. Do yeah, your thing. Exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit later. We're okay. going to get into it. But first, let me tell you exactly what a Disney adult is. Oh, please. Okay. So th- these are from Urban Dictionary, but it's helpful in this case. Mm-hmm. A millennial adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Yeah. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids would ever be. They probably engage in casual Disney bounding and visit the theme parks at least once a year. They're obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. Ugh. Yeah. Mickey Mouse tattoo? Oh, I've got Bro. some bad Disney adult Ooh, tattoos I can't wait to, to show see. you. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Is this a purely millennial phenomenon, do you think? No, not technically, yeah. but it is associated most heavily with millennials. Because I feel like Gen X and the Baby Boomers sort of grew up when Disney was still a relatively new phenomenon yeah. and not necessarily Something the cultural touchstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think Gen X does this exact thing for Star Wars. Definitely, yes. Like, my yes. Like, Gen X uncles are just fucking so Star Wars into Star nerds. Wars. It's like their whole life. Right. And you're like, dude, the first two movies were really good. And then even the third, even in the original series, the third one was like kind of lackluster. And then what the fuck? What have you been it's doing like, since then? Like, yeah, yeah, it's popping off. Yeah. But it was it was just so like it hit that sweet spot yeah. right in their childhood, right at the right time. And yeah. it just became a symbol, I think, for everything, everything childhood. And Back everything when simple. they weren't stressed out all the time. Yeah, and I think... That's the reason why most Disney adults are millennials because it, right. they grew up on those movies. It, like you yeah. said, it wasn't even really around too much for Gen X to like Mm-mm. be weaned on those films to have that be their first film they ever went to see in a movie theater or whatever, like first thing they were ever obsessed. Yeah, with. I guess that makes sense because you think if you think about it, like when was I? I was born in ninety two. Mm-hmm. You were born in eighty nine, mm-hmm. and there was that streak of like the fucking Lion King, oh, the we Little were born Mermaid, in the Golden Age, baby. Sin, not Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty. No, no, not um fucking Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, like yeah. Lion King, like Lilo and Stitch came out. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin. yeah. Aladdin's a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of these movies. I'm Golden sure there's Age. more. Yeah. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. But yeah. in, anyhow, like, yeah, those all came out in, like, a string yep. during the 90s. Hit hit. And so everybody knew those movies. They were huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. I still love The Lion King. I told you my spring awakening was watching The Lion King. Yes. I was, like, eight years old or something, and I saw Nala give fuck-me eyes to Simba after they rolled down the hill, and I was yep. like, what's happening to my penis? So amazing. Yeah. I I was attracted to both Aladdin and Jasmine, actually. In Dude, Aladdin. 
You're I'm you're a little sweet. unicorn, aren't you? <laughs> I was attracted to the rug. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, what the fuck that rug. I also kinda liked the crab and a little mermaid. Don't tell me. You anyone. like Sebastian? A little bit. Don't yeah. tell anyone. This is public. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. There's something masculine about him. <laughs> what? <laughs> take his little pincher and like okay all right that, um okay here's another definition an eccentric or theatrical person who is often overly positive and lacks the self-awareness to know when people find them disrupt disruptive or mm-hmm. annoying i have a synonym for this hmm. theater kid oh god it's true mm-hmm. yeah it says disney adults often like to talk about how quirky and weird they are as if they think of themselves as playing a lovable character in real life. Right, exactly. And that's sort of it, isn't it? It's That's sort of the core of the repulsion that normal people have. Like mm. gr- People who are grounded in a sort of like, it have some sort of objectivity and basically adult, grown adults with a with an actual sense of self yep. that makes, that is cohesive, find that shit repulsive because what they're doing is basically only being able to filter through the world subjectively. Right. Right? They're the main character, and everything in the world is defined by how they see themselves, right? They're a character in a movie about themselves. And everyone else is just a supporting player. Yeah, supporting player, or even worse, literally everyone's like a background character. I went to... An extra. When we went to the theater school, I felt like a lot of my Mm -hmm. classmates were living that way. I was like, oh my God, you think your life is a a dramedy sitcom, and I'm just like a day player. Like, you genuinely think that we're all like the background in the sitcom that you're starring in about your life. Right, exactly. Fucking bananas. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you got too much of a dose of the other side of things, though, because you. I feel like you were going like, I'm nothing. I know. Okay, you listen, know? this is interesting. So You have to have a healthy balance. I nannied for many years, and I would notice, um, specifically with this, the, the girl that I nannied for the longest, she would be watching a TV show or a Disney movie or whatever, mm-hmm. and she would assume the identity of the main character. Whoever, whoever the main character was. Right. But especially if they were a girl, like sometimes she wouldn't make the connection if it was like a guy. Yeah. Um, that's what you're supposed to do though. Yes, that's the point. So then she would like role play as that character or like, uh-huh. ima- like she would have like imaginative play where like we were, you know, acting out the movie and she was whoever, the main yeah. character. Uh-huh. And I realized then at that moment that I never did that. That's so fucking interesting. I always identified with a supporting character. I never... The rug. That's why I want to fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's why we wound Nala, up together. supporting character. Oh, definitely. I, I just never, like... I always saw myself as someone on the periphery or, like, Damn. just... I didn't have that... It's about me. And this right. isn't a good thing. It's not like I'm like selfless. No, it's, it's not. just I'm no. broken. And you I'm have like, to go through oh, that. Oh, it's about other people, but I'm like going to be in their story somehow. That phase of development is part of childhood where you're, yeah. you're conceiving of the world as around you and sort of about you. Yeah. And that's what those, those movies are meant to get you in the shoes of that main character to try and Learn teach you a lesson. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what kids' movies are about. In fact, like most good storytelling is about doing that somehow or another, you know, um, as adult stuff, you have a little bit more distance because you're able to, if you're mature, you're able to imagine yourself in that situation 
but still understand the difference. Yeah, that as you're opposed not to them. literally go, yeah. I am this princess. Yeah. And I must learn this lesson or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, no, that's a healthy thing for kids to go through. Mm-hmm. But what's so fucking annoying is when it sticks around as an adult because mm-hmm. it's a sign that you haven't fucking matured because there's no distance. Yep. You are still conceiving of yourself as that character. And that's so weird. Dude, fucking chill out. Anyway, sorry. I remember once, on. like, a, a friend of mine's brother, mm-hmm. like, we were appalled when we we kind of accidentally got him to say that he thinks that people like disappear when they're out of his like eyesight what how old wait how old were you like guys? young we were yeah young. <laughs> but, but like he genuinely thought yeah that like anything ceased to exist if it wasn't like happening in his purview does that make sense yes it's fucking hilarious because it's well do you know what that's actually like a video game. that's actually a um a test that they do for people with like kids with autism no way really? yeah they will like hide an object inside of another object and if there's no sort of sense of object permanence mm. like that's a factor of some kind of something or another oh, how it's funny. like um I, I remember i read that book the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and there's this example where they like take a bunch of neko wafers and put them in a tube oh. and then the kid's like yeah it's a tube he oh. sort of doesn't realize that the Necco wafers still exist in their inside. same state inside. Wow. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Not calling was, like, that kid autistic. But yeah, <laughs> no, but I don't know. But he I, was either it, that or a psychopath. Or he was... No, I think it's ordinary solipsism. Like, mm. ordinary childhood solipsism. Like, you just conceive of yourself as, like... You can't really wrap your head around the, the sort of that bigness of, your brain. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you get him to admit that, and you go, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think it's that abnormal. And also, like, you know, Rene Descartes and everything like that. You know, I think, therefore, I am. Mm -hmm. The whole scenario is based on, like, we don't fucking know anything. It could be true. Mm -hmm. You know, there could be a fucking electric eel right behind you right now, and you just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or the opposite. The fuck, I could be looking at an empty void, and you have no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you don't know about the empty void? <laughs> no, Jesus it's behind Christ. me. Any um, fucking way. <laughs> yeah, so basically a Disney adult is just defined as a person who behaves as if they're the main character in a Disney movie. Yep. And that is I think we can move forward saying that that is the particular syndrome that we're talking about. Main yeah. character syndrome. Main character syndrome. Yeah. Exactly. For these Disney um, people. Yeah, like a person who's so and and these people tend to be extroverted in the extreme and have this sort of immature obsession with like sticking out and being weird and like Yep. Um, I would call that false extroversion because it's mm. actually alienating to people. Real extroverts enjoy like true interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Not like, I mean, the interaction of being looked at like, ugh, is an interaction, but it's not a real back and forth, right. which is what an extrovert really enjoys. It's not about intimacy or connection. It's about attention. Yeah. I think that these people might be really, really, really like scared mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way they know how to interact with them is by like acting out and going mm-hmm. like, aren't I weird? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, a real yeah, extrovert would try these... and make people feel comfortable. Right. And you know let me I mean? make this distinction right now too. Theater kids are different than professional actors, right? Yes. Like a theater kid must and be an said. actor, that's so different. Yes. Um, okay. What are the things that Disney adults do? So we kind of gave you a definition that was more like who they are. Yeah. Like we psycho, 
Armchair psychoanalyze these exactly. guys. Exactly. Yeah. So now these are the things that you do in order to qualify as a Disney adult. Yeah. You watch Disney movies over and over. Dude. Obviously. Okay. Um, you insatiably buy Disney merchandise. This is a big one. Disney merch. Like a, a lot of the things you own are Disney. You spend an incredible amount of time. You have a Disney waffle iron. You have all Disney mugs of different characters. You yeah. have like Disney shoes. You have Disney like curtains. Like you, yeah. you'd buy everything. You said Disney tattoos earlier Disney too. tattoos. Jesus. Yep. You go to the parks at least once a year. Yeah. But there are people that go like once a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Once a week? You gotta live in Orlando. Next on this list is move to Orlando. To be close to to the parks? To be closer to Disney. What the fuck? What what is wrong with these people? So they start with all those personality traits Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier. And then they pursue these activities. And doing those, that group of stuff will make you a Disney adult. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. They go on Disney cruises. Yeah. They go see Disney on ice. So anything Disney related. Wow. Wow. Um... A lot of these people will get engaged and married at Disney. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yep. They have like Disney cosplay, that's typical, yeah. or like Disney themed Instagram accounts. Um, especially the people that move to Florida to be close to their parks, like they take they you know have these entire personas, these entire brands and accounts that are just yeah. Disney related. Watching them go to Disney, watching them try on Disney stuff yeah. I, I don't know but one other thing that they also do is called disney bounding and do you know what that is no well i mean i'm sort of familiar but please yeah. explain it to me so there are two definitions that i could find so typically when people refer to disney bounding they're referring to the activity that many disney adults participate in which is you know showing their love for the company mm-hmm. by dressing up in costumes that are not like purchased costumes of the character but there's a more creative take on it and a lot of it involves thrifting or making things yourself so like for example okay if you were to like if you were to disney bound uh minnie mouse Uh you would like probably buy like a vintage dress that was like red and white polka dots and like maybe you would have like a black headband you wouldn't wear like mouse ears necessarily or anything like that okay you might have like I don't know what color shoes she has. I mean, like those. I think she has like little black shoes. You may have like little black heels, and like okay. you would do. You would dress You're up in the theme. You're suggesting the character. Yes. Got it. Take inspiration from certain Disney characters and incorporate them into an outfit that you will then wear to the Disney parks. I see. Okay, I think I get it. It's because if they were literally dressing up like the character. Mm-hmm. Probably doing what I know they would be doing otherwise, which is like spending thousands of dollars on making intricate costumes. They would show up to the parks and wander around like being special me, um, but little kids would mistake them for the actual characters. Bingo. And then they probably would... They'd be kicked out. They'd probably pretend to be the characters. Ew, that's so fucking weird. I bet you they would. Well, they're not allowed in the parks like that. 
Yeah, you're just for good as reason. an adult, you're just not allowed to wear a costume to the parks. Can you imagine like just being like a like a events coordinator that got into administration and then you got a good job at Disney World and but you're like a normal person, you're like, Oh, Disney World is fun. It's gonna it's for kids, right? It's gonna it's I love that kind of stuff. And then you have to deal with these fucking freaks day in and day out. How alienating that would be. Totally alienating. You're like, holy shit, you guys actually do this? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. And you're right. They would confuse the kid, kids. I mean, like, imagine wandering around and you're, like, you're seeing, like, five Mickeys and, like, right. 11 Gastons and, like, yeah, yeah. 40 Cinderella's. It's yeah. Just, like, it, it's <laughs> exactly. There'd be 97 Sleeping yeah. Beauties. No one would and, be able to, yeah. the guests would not be able to tell the difference between those characters and the paid characters that are, you know, like, official Disney branding. Yeah, and the fucking insane adult children wandering around pretending to be fucking princesses. Exactly. So they tried to skirt that line as creatively as possible where Mm -hmm. they're not going to get denied entrance to the park, but they are going to try to get as close as possible to the costume. I would be Winnie the Pooh. Okay. And my, I, if I was a Disney bounder Mm -hmm. and my costume would just be like a red stripey t-shirt that like only barely covers my belly and then nothing else. And I'd walk (laughs) around. Walk around in the parks. Big jar of honey. <laughs> just a, bu- that your a pl- hand is stuck <laughs> yeah. In. yeah, or just a plastic bottle of honey, and I'm just guzzling, guzzling honey. It and it's dripping down <laughs> the sides of your mouth. I get tackled immediately. Sir, sir, sir. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What a guy can't fucking Being bound anymore. At the Disney World resorts. So the second definition uh-huh. that I found is. The act of dressing up as a Disney princess, i.e. cosplay, uh-huh. and being bound for what? the purposes of sexual fantasy fulfillment. Okay. Okay. So they are having sex. I couldn't find anyone that seemed like they actually did that. I just do know that it's one of the definitions of Disney bounding. <laughs> Good God. But why, wait, why is it called bounding, though? Like, bounding? do you think that it started Like, here? homeward bound, like, Disney bound, I'm bound oh. to Disney, it could be. Mm, that makes sense. But, like, bounding, Disney bounding. Is it, like, a cosplay phrase we don't, like, know about? Is it, like, a Ren fair thing? Or if like... it is, then I'll never find out about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like that shit. Okay, I'm looking at... A collection, by the way, of Disney tattoos Uh-oh. that these people have put on. First of all, I'm looking at this one. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. It's over this guy, and you can tell it's a grown man. Uh, his He's kind of fat. He has, like, hair. His yeah. entire back. His entire back, like a Russian prison tattoo. And at the uh, center is, like, the magic castle, but, you know, sort of sloppily drawn. Uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you there's Donald Duck, Eeyore, fucking Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Nemo, Goofy, Winnie the Pooh, fucking the uh, what are the chipmunks names? Chip, Chip and, and Dale. Dale, Prince Charming, Minnie and Mickey like engaging in Minnie's like making out with Mickey. Oh. Dude, it's I mean it's just like insane. Yeah. How much fucking money and it's full color. How much money did you throw at this oh, stupid like a, tattoo? Thousand dollars, right? Something oh, more? Uh, much more. I'm sure. I think each his, one like, of these his, probably cost a couple hundred. His like decision to include specific characters Bro. is funny to me. Like that, those are his favorite, obviously. 
right? I oh, mean, like here's one. I got a I got a Tinkerbell with big titties. Nice. I kind of approve of that one. Yeah, I approve of that. Really yeah, hot. Tinkerbell is hot. Did you know that Tinkerbell? Why do you think Tinkerbell's hot? She's like sassy and jealous, and like she's like she seems like womanly, and she's also like. She has a sexy little like tube dress and yep, like, definitely. I just think she's hot. Her hair is hot, dude. Um, she's like bossy to Peter Pan, and you can see up her skirt, and she's sexy. Sorry, she's got kind of like thick thighs, if I remember correctly. Even though she's like obviously pint size. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think she's got a boot. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a she got a dumper too. Yeah, she got a dumper under there. And I always like when like skirts are like short like that mm-hmm. and you know if she bends over a little mm-hmm. too much you can see a little bit of cheek mm-hmm. i'm not being perverted about tinkerbell mm-hmm. she's too she's too small she's only three inches tall that's true what could you possibly do i'm respectfully tinkerbell <laughs> i think you have a nice ass okay i got another one this okay. one's on somebody's foot Ew. and it's just the the mouse with ears Ew. right but like really sloppily done like the lines aren't clean at all oh, it's no. like they're totally bleeding out at the edge Ugh. and it's but on apparently your foot they do foot. that foot tattoos specifically have that problem because yeah you well use them all the time yeah so the edges bleed something like that i remember and I had a fucking it also seems really painful mm-hmm. too because there's it's all, all those bone. intricate bones down there yeah and tendons okay and, and then in like kind of sloppy like cursive script uh-huh. like like oh, you know Disney, ghetto Disney cursive, cursive. Oh, yeah ghetto cursive. but not done well okay okay um it says this is my family i found it all on my own it's little and broken, but still good. Which is... It's what not the, even like a, what the fuck does that It doesn't even like roll off the tongue. Like it's not written It does well. not roll off the tongue. Wow. Um, oh, I got a Tinkerbell. Bad, horribly drawn Tinkerbell. Whose wings have the Confederate flag. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's oh pretty... My God. Trailer Park Tinkerbell. Oh, it's bad. Shit. It's so oh, bad. fuck. Oh, actually, here's Minnie and Mickey Mouse uh, fucking doggy style. No, shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. All right, okay, okay, okay. okay. okay, I mean, just suffice it to say, a lot of people have ruined their entire lives by getting tattoos of these characters because that's how much they care about them. Yes, it's their life. It's Children's cartoons. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I would be remiss if we did not talk about Officer Disney at this point. Officer Disney! So I used to sell... This is a real-life encounter. Yeah, I used to yeah. sell timeshares in uh-huh. um, in Yankee Stadium yep. in the Bronx. Ugh, bad job. Um, and, you know, they have, like, some municipal police, like, just kind of walking around the yep. stadium. That's mm-hmm. what they do, kind of stroll. Well, you weren't even selling the timeshares. You were just a booth girl, basically, yep, welcoming people in. To get them into the guy next to me yeah. who actually sells them. Which meant that, which is a shitty job because it means that you have to interact sit there and strangers. be hot yeah. and interact with all the fucking guys at Yankee Stadium who yep. are like, hey, sweetheart, yep. how 100%. you doing? Right this way, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so big and strong, sir. Like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, go on. Um. So this guy, you know, he kind of... He doesn't need to talk to me, okay? He's on the job. He's police. Yeah, he's a Don't cop. talk to me. Uh-huh. Um, but he's like, you know, strikes up a conversation. He's kind of waltzing around. He's like, so what are you, what are you selling here? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you know, I kind of talked to him, and then he left, and then and how he old came is he? back. Like thirty five. He's thirty five. Mm-hmm. Is he handsome? Very handsome. Handsome. Yeah. Thirty five year old police Italian officer. Italian American. Soft spoken. Yeah. Kind of like 
that like sort of much gentle, intense, voice. gentle machismo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his partner then comes up to me. All he's like, pretty attractive things. Oh, like he's got a crush on you. Like you know, yeah, he really yeah. likes you. Like he keeps like he keeps wanting to walk this way. You know, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And then like Officer Disney came back and he's like, oh, oh, you're selling timeshares. Like I have a timeshare. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, should I sell to this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, should I sell? Is he gonna this, buy a, t- a timeshare off me? This handsome cop. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I got a timeshare in Kissimmee. And, uh, you know, I love Disney. I love Disney so much. Disney is, is like, my life. Like, I, me and my buddies, we share this timeshare in Kissimmee, and we go every year to Disney, and it's the best week of my life. And <laughs> he was like, now all my buddies are getting married and having kids, and, like, I haven't, like, I haven't met my Disney princess. <laughs> and I'm all alone, and I don't even know if I'm gonna go this year because I'll just be by myself in the timeshare. Oh, and my heart broke into a million pieces. Oh, of course it and did, he, because that's the saddest shit in the world. He was like, "You look like a be... Disney princess. Like you're so pretty. You're you're a Disney princess." He's aren't not you? wrong. You kind of look like Tinkerbell. You look sexy, little bitch. <laughs> So I was incredibly He was trying to be your Officer Charming. I know. Officer Charming, babe. I know. And I hope he finds... I think he's probably not a wife beater, even though like 50% of cops are. It is a really high number. It's a high number. It's a high number. Yeah. Let's hope Officer Charming is not a wife beater. Yeah, and I hope he finds his, his Disney princess that he won't beat. Me too. In the face. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Tinkerbell with like a black eye married oh to a cop. Oh god. Fuck. God damn. Actually, did you know? No, nah, we to can't Tinkerbell. slander Officer Charming. No, Officer I feel Charming, bad for that guy. I do too. My heart I love I love Disney. It's Disney's my whole life. Yeah, he led with Disney. He let like he's, he's got trying to filter to him out. If you me. don't like Disney, he's gotta like know right away. Sure, that's true. That's true. Dude, you want to rip that band-aid off. The gradual lessening of his friend's enthusiasm for Disney. As they grow up. As they peel away from the timeshare. In Kissimmee, which isn't even Orlando. Yeah. He has a timeshare kind of outside Orlando. (laughs) Yeah. So that he can spend a week wearing mouse ears and wandering around Disney. Yeah. Pretending like he's in a cartoon. Yeah. 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 Whew. So, um, but I kind of just, I love him. I just, Officer Disney, if you, if you ever hear this, I have a feeling a lot of women love him, just not that way. I know. That's the thing. That's the problem. Okay. He'll meet some fucking empty eyed, crazy fucking TikTok girl who like dresses up like Ariel. You know what I I mean? I hope so. Yeah, he will. He will. So that couple that we mentioned. Not on Staten Island though. (laughs) I know. I know. Good luck. Anyway, the internet sorry, has opened up the world for these people. That's true. He doesn't have to find a girl in Staten Very Island. good point. Very good point. Um, so that couple that got married and then started this like Twitter, Reddit mm-hmm. like feud, mm-hmm. they allotted $5,000 for catering mm-hmm. to feed their guests. And then at the last minute, they canceled the catering and <sighs> used that money to pay for Mickey and Minnie to appear in their photos, in their wedding So it's photos. even worse than I thought. It's not that they invited them and knew that they weren't going to feed them. They fucking decided to. Yeah, they, they said, you know, to. You know what I really need? We can't afford to have some both. Some sweaty man. Mm-hmm. Two sweaty men mm-hmm. in mouse costumes so that I can take pictures with them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. no thank you. No thank you. No thank so, you. So um, they... they defended their decision online saying that Disney was a quote important part of their life and also their marriage 
Yeah. Well, it would fucking have to be. And they it? were like, just to let everyone know, like guests were, um, they were notified that there was no longer going to be any food, and um, they, uh, we, we said that there would be like food available nearby, and also there were vending machines throughout. Oh my God, dude. The defense of like there were vending machines throughout at a wedding, like. I Are mean, you kidding me? It's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. That's like insulting almost. They like, fucked you up. You must hate everyone in your life. Listen, they fucked up so bad that we know about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, there was press written about yeah. this fuck up. It's a big fuck up. Yeah. I think, like, the, the, the only thing that you need to do at a wedding is feed your guests. Like, something. Yeah. Something. That's anything. the most important they part. They made it out. They it took time Say out of their I day. Say I do and feed your guests. Like, honestly, that's that's, that's all you really it, need dude. to do. Those are the basics. That's really it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a violation of every single principle of hospitality that you could ever fucking think of. Um, yeah. So, um, all in the name of being the stars of a movie about them by Disney. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So, um, so we've sort of been like lightly teasing Disney adults, but also trying to like get into their psyches. I'm now, at least trying to understand them. These are like the top criticisms that come up over and over again about Disney adults. Yeah. Number one, they are essentially devoting their lives to a corporation. Right? Yeah. Like Disney is not, it's not a culture. It's not a community. It's no. not a, it's not a way of life. It shouldn't be a way of life. It no, shouldn't be a personality not. trait of yours. No. And it is a corporation. Okay. It's a brand. You are dedicating your life to a company. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, give a shit about you, by the way. It's fucking weird. It would be like if I devoted my life to like KFC. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like Bizarre. if I just was like, I'm, I can't, I'm dressing up. Actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy a white suit and a black bolo tie, and I'm going to become the colonel. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to KFC every single day. Thing is, it's not just like, it's not just that it's a corporation. It's that it's this corporation. You know, it's, these fuckers are shady. It's like those, those episodes that we like early in our podcast. Mm-hmm. It was episodes like seven and eight or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, the Dark Disney series. Yeah, we talk about how like this company's all tied up in bed with the CIA and they like stole a bunch of land from the state of Florida and they formed their own fucking government that has like weird tunnels underground and shit. Mm-hmm. And also they had this like propaganda program where they, were J- they and J. Edgar Hoover were trying to get, they started the Mickey Mouse Club to get kids interested in going to war in Vietnam when they were like six years old. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, these fuckers so are weird. They, yeah, they were into subliminal messaging. Like, the <laughs> government... I mean... I mean, fucking... They used to record the Mickey Mouse Club at CIA headquarters in, like, Langley. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Why would they do that? Yeah. They said Disney had a movie studio in the CIA headquarters. You know, that same organization that fucking took the government of Nicaragua and tore it to... Sh- and Guatemala and fucking... I think Venezuela too, and tore it to and Iran, all these different countries. The CIA went in, installed a puppet government after a bloody coup, and they're also making the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, like you shouldn't trust Disney. No. Also, he was like Walt was an anti-Semite. Like Walt was became friends with that the German filmmaker. 
What's her name? Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah. He was friends with Lenny fucking Riefenstahl. He wanted to create Epcot as like an ideal, like urban way of life, but like yeah. it sans black people. Yeah, <laughs> right. You were supposed to live in Epcot, but you, you weren't supposed to have black neighbors. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane to devote your life to a corporation that's this insane. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Also, they own everything. This is also something we touch on in one of those yes. earlier Dark Disney episodes. Like, I don't even remember, so I'm paraphrasing now, but Disney owns shit that you wouldn't even believe. It's they like own Fox. HGTV, like fucking Food Network. Yeah, like, ESPN. Uh, Paramount Pictures. Uh-huh. Like Lionsgate. Like, yeah, just weird shit that you're like, They're what? one of those How? like six corporations that owns all Viacom. of the media. Yeah, like all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just this like this criticism and this like of this slack jawed sort of subservience to a company, this mega corporation, you know, and it's easy to mock people like that because they don't even seem particularly interested in the darker side of this thing that they worship. And they're not interested in criticizing any of its like new shitty movies even yeah right or new <laughs> shitty rides at the, the theme park fucking like, horrible like live action remakes that should never have that shouldn't be like that yeah. frankenstein lion king that came I mean, out a couple years ago abhorrent. i mean it's crazy right insane it's and they're all t- too realistic but still talking and singing and, and stuff that was like, like a trademark issue it's like the patent would run out or like not yes because that's a product but whatever you like yeah. So the they had to make a new movie in order to keep their sole propriety over that yeah. that product. Yeah. And in order to keep doing doing rides with that and keep selling merchandise with that, like it's so weird. You Why guys. couldn't they draw it? Yeah. Why know. did they animate it that way? It was fucking nuts. Yeah, so, and so like they they don't care about any of that. Mm-mm. And they, they they have this willingness to engage in this like cynical Disney facade, right? Like right, like the the we talk about another thing we talk about in those episodes is like how Disney is this weird sinister machine that's pumping silently in the background and like squeezing its employees and its consumers. Yeah, a lot of Disney employees are like homeless. No joke. Yeah, literally, they're they getting can't afford to have an apartment in Orlando. Fucking stomped under the boot of this, like, or fed through the machine and all the juice squished out of them so they can make more cartoons and shit. And, like, that's all going on in the background. And there's, like, a weird... Again, the weird underground tunnels. You know, the fucking city they have. The Utilidor system, as they call it. Their own goddamn police force and fire force and EMT service. Improvement service. Um, All of that's going on in the background. And what covers the front of it is this weird sort of thin candy coating of just, it just culture that's fine. Yeah. Cartoons, you know, it's, and it's supposed to be like all sweet and nice and fucking, I don't know, childlike and like be about like the joy of creativity and drawing and like. Permanent, yeah, permanent childhood. Permanent childhood, <laughs> yeah. Sparkle of, like, the promise of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's this idealized facade. But it's so easy, easy to crack through and see beyond, but, like, they just don't do it. And I don't think yeah. they criticize at all. Like I No, they don't. And, and, and other Disney d- adults will, like, come for them. Like, it's, like, right. that's, like, a huge no-no in the community. Like, the, the, a bunch of piranhas fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Um, 
this is like a, a perfect swarm. analogy, I think, mm-hmm. of what we're talking about, the facade yeah. versus the reality. Yeah. So like underneath the mouse suit is a mm-hmm. sweaty, hairy, short man with fucking swamp balls. Yeah. Getting <laughs> yes. paid minimum wage and more than likely sleeping in his fucking car in the parking lot. Yes. He can't afford an apartment. And your entire personality is based on that? Insane. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, so perfect analogy. So among all these yeah. other things that you can criticize the Disney Corporation for, and we have mm-hmm. barely scratched the surface of that fucking iceberg. Oh, God. And Did it's an you iceberg. know that the Disney Corporation tried to trademark the phrase, the Day of the Dead? What? What? Yes. Like the holiday? The Day of the Dead? Yes. What the fuck? Dia de los Muertos. Or Why did they want to do that? Because of Coco, the movie Coco. Because of Coco? Yes. So you're telling me they tried to put a fucking trademark at the end of the day of the, the phrase, the day of the dead. Yes. So that they could come after other people who wrote that down and sue them. Yes. Because they wanted to sell fucking plastic skeletons at Target. Yeah. They're trying to use legal means to bar the use of this beloved and ancient cultural tradition so that they can make fucking money off of <laughs> what a mug fuck? with Coco's face on it or some plastic fucking skeleton, like he said. A holiday that literally the entire country of Mexico celebrates. Yes. Just plucked by Disney. Yes. Like, that is the strictest representation that I think I've ever come across of cultural appropriation. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. Cultural appropriations isn't when, like, a fucking eight-year-old wants to uh, wear a kimono to school for Halloween or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking it like... Can, it gets it becomes a catch-all term. This is literally... They're cultural, trying to steal the holiday. They're trying to steal a piece of culture from something that's not theirs and commodify it and, and sell, sell it. it and sell it And then money. ban the use of the phrase for the people who actually celebrate it and always have. What the fuck? They're literally the Grinch trying to steal Christmas. Yeah. They're evil. They're the bad guys. They also tried to trademark the phrase SEAL Team 6. What the fuck? That's weird. Demonic. Like, I'm having a truther moment right now. Again, okay, guys, looping back to our fucking, our conversation about their relationship with the CIA. What? America's military and Disney, why are they so fucking tied up? Why ask yourself that? Like literally. <laughs> ask yourself. Also, Google what happened to Seal <laughs> you do Team sound like Six, a and you'll find some weird shit. Okay, hardly any of them Ooh, are still alive. She's going truth mode. May there may be some suicides with, with mysterious shots in the back of the head, freak helicopter accidents where like four out of the six were on them, and it just happened to go <laughs> Shady down. Shady body cam just... footage of a giant figure with big mouse ears creeping towards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's weird, you guys. Um, so the second reason that um, Disney adults get a lot of criticism yeah. is just, it's cringe. It's yeah, cringe. it is. It's cringy. Like, so, like, and I, I'm trying to unpack that. Like, why? Like, I was asking myself, like, okay, but why? Why is and it cringe? And it's because they love something so much. One pretty shallow fucking thing, sort of unconditionally. Without irony. Yeah, with Without no irony adult at all. perspective. Right, exactly. They haven't. Like, it's what we said before. They haven't. They haven't grown up enough to separate themselves to understand the distinction between the way they see the world and themselves, and the way that the world may see them. I I think that irony is necessary. Like to in order to live, you gotta have irony. You gotta 
like if something bad happens, imagine if you had no sense of irony. It would just, it would just destroy you. just see this really you. bad thing that happened and you'd have no way to cope with it. Like, irony is just objectivity. Yeah, and like it's also just so earnest. Their yeah. love for Disney is so earnest. And like honestly, I'm one of these people and I'm not proud of it, but earnestness is just really hard to watch for me. Like <laughs> honestly, when I hear like a live singer-songwriter, I, oh, no. I just like fold into myself. Like I just become <laughs> a ball of just putty that is overcome with like grief and secondhand embarrassment like i don't think it's a good quality but just earnestness i i it's it is it's cringe i mean it's true i've seen i've seen that happen i've seen you do that but i'd like to make a distinction here because you don't do that when you like go to a taylor swift concert and she plays a song and she like sings a song that she wrote yeah but i wonder why like what's the i think i know why it's because you're talking about like you're talking about like somebody in the park, like sort of breathily singing, like "You've got a fast car, yeah, yeah. I've got a ticket to." Or like, heaven forbid, like, their own material. Like, yeah, or that, a about, song like, that a they wrote that that's them, not and, like, that they're, good. Like, sort of still emotional about it, and like. Oh, and I think it's on. because like let's uh, the difference let's say between like a real professional musician, mm-hmm. like let's say a um, James Taylor mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. Gordon Lightfoot, like. It's, going on your singer-songwriter mm-hmm. thing. Or Joni Mitchell. We love Joni Mitchell. Love Joni Mitchell. Love um, if you James saw Taylor. them sing a song, you might be moved. But mm-hmm. it's... And especially if it's a song they wrote, it's because an artist is a full human being. Mm-hmm. You can't be an artist and tell a story without being a human being that lives in the world and experiences things so that you can tell stories in the mm-hmm. first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're... If you are conceiving a piece of art as a story that you're telling mm-hmm. with yes, your full Ethan. human self, yes. that's instead what professional of, musicians are doing. Instead of, this is me. Is this is the, me. Is I'm a the, guitar. Yeah. Uh, the backbone of anything that they do is just like, this is me. Yeah. And then right. I'm like, oh, I have to check out. Oh my God, my, my palms are sweaty. You're like, watching honestly, yourself play guitar in the park and like thinking about how people are looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, admittedly, that's a hard thing to not do when you're performing, but a professional is able to separate themselves. Again, objectivity, separate themselves yeah, seems like that's from the, the way thing. that people might be thinking about them and just tell the fucking story. Yeah. 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 I think that's what it and is. And I just, I, but I also think that, like, in their defense, mm-hmm. like, our culture, our modern culture is really afraid of, like, enthusiasm. Like, that's I think true. by and large today, like, enthusiasm is seen as, like, cringe and, like, too much. Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, it's just, why is liking things so deeply uncool? You know, so at some point, I'm like, just let people like stuff. True. Have you ever been as happy as this person seems like they are going to Disney World as a 37-year-old? Just let them be happy. I don't know why, but that thing brings them more happiness than you've ever experienced in your whole life. So just let them like it. Okay, counterpoint though. Mm-hmm. I think that that happiness that they're experiencing might not be really embodied, really full happiness. I have mm-hmm. a feeling that because it's so self-referential, mm-hmm. like what's going on there is like them telling themselves that this is the best day and that they're sort of performing for themselves mm. that they're really happy. Um, I don't, I, this is what I'm saying. I think cringe is sort of a lizard brain reaction. Uh-huh. And I think it's a lizard brain reaction to falsehood. Sure. Maybe you that's see what it. I mean? Yeah, maybe that's my reaction to like the, the singer-songwriter example of this 
this girl that's sitting on a bar stool, like yeah. strumming. She's not just telling like, the story. She's right. like thinking about how she's singing and sure. you can fucking tell. Yeah. You can tell the difference. Yeah. Whereas these people who are breaking down in tears and going, yes, yes. Like you can kind of sense that that's not entirely genuine. Yeah, maybe. And so you're like, ugh. Yeah. I would, I would like to say though, to your point, you can get fucking poisoned by irony. You can't, oh, you know, yeah. there, there might, there's a point where it is too much. You, you got to strike a balance, you know? Definitely. I mean, we, this show is almost entirely ironic. Irony. We like yeah. laugh at all kinds of we, bad shit. But we try like, to not be irony things. poisoned. We actually like put forth effort into that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good to be, I mean, earnestness. I draw a distinction between earnestness and being genuine. Uh-huh. Sure. Right. Being sure. earnest is like a little bit doe-eyed and like mm-hmm. blinky, but being genuine is just be, it's speaking the truth, like being telling your truth. Yeah, and I think like for, to put this in a generational context and yeah. to come back to the idea that most Disney adults are millennials mm-hmm. and it's seen as a pretty strictly millennial phenomenon. Yeah. I just think that like, listen, I'm a millennial. I think millennials as a group for all of our perceived flaws, like we're into stuff, Okay. And I think, like, if you're going to compare us to Gen Z, mm-hmm. who isn't into anything, in fact, that's their whole thing, in my opinion, it's is like to not, not being be into stuff. stuff, is to be, like, passively ironic, like, being chill, like, not trying too hard. Like, all their fashion, to me, looks like... Oh, my God. We got the fucking motorcycle gang outside. Yeah, pardon Sorry, us. Guys, Street noise. We're in fucking... Yeah, seriously. Um... But, like, their fashion is, like, it's baggier, like, it's, it's like, grown out, like, chunks of, like, hair color. Like, you don't have to have, like, fresh highlights. Like, everything they're, is, like, about, like, how they're signaling to you that, like, they don't care. They're isn't just, it funny that I would, like, dress this way? Yeah, like, the and 90s? Like, yeah. I think, like, millennials, like, we grew up a lot more, like, polished and more, like, into stuff. Yeah. And I think that, like... I mean, we you know, were sort of adolescent when nerd culture sort of became acceptable. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, literally studies show that Gen Z, like, doesn't get their driver's licenses. Like, they don't get jobs. Like, they don't, they, get, just, they don't like, finish school. Well, they see that the world is burning. With, honestly, they yeah. look around and yeah, go, I, do what we should have done. I agree. And you know? I don't fault them for not getting jobs and for no. not finishing school. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But um, they're also not having sex... That's where what I have a problem with, okay? Guys. Because it's like you're not into anything. Like yeah. You're not into it. Millennials are passionate, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's totally. embarrassing. Like, we're a little embarrassing and we're a little cringe, but we're, we're a little passionate. Over the top. We're a little over the top here, okay? But I think that's a better <laughs> way to live. Flip side, I, agree. I think I the agree. generations above us were told not to be too into stuff because it was like gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, totally. And I use that with a cultural understanding of like how well you're millennial like, yeah so you grew up it was fine to say still, shit like yes, that in like middle yes, school it yeah. was yeah 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 that's an interesting point i think gen z is sort of a, an echo of gen x a little bit like i think gen xers were like pretty just like, like burnt out. checked out yeah, yeah i mean they're like grunge and like you know post-punk yeah and fucking, well and it's you know, all radiohead right? was part so, of that thing yeah yeah uh-huh you know. You're reacting to the generation above you, and you're going to do the opposite thing. Yeah, and pretty so much. So it's just going to go in this like do 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 this like you know. Whereas the like back and forth. The like boomers in the '60s were like, "We're going to change we're the world." Be into stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the millennials, yeah. 
Um, that I think like culture has sort of shifted, like you said, the emergence of nerd culture in mm-hmm. I think the millennial age. Like yeah. society now allows us to indulge in our weird pursuits in the in a way that like <laughs> a in generations too past yeah. it was like, I'm sorry, you like collecting children's toys? Like quit it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, there was a concept like, of sort of normalcy that people yeah, and, like, really can, tried to pursue. You can yeah. take like um I think it can be good in certain respects and I think it can uh-huh. be bad. Like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you're a dude who likes to dress up in women's clothing when you're alone? Like, quit it. Stop being that Right, way. yeah, and obviously, like, and like, like that's nah, oppressive like, Now we let that degree. person, yeah. like, do whatever they want to do yeah. with women's let them clothing. Fucking I don't do, care. Who, who is it hurting? What, what's fucking wrong with you? Yeah, but it was very much about, like, being normal. Like, yeah. that was very prized in yeah. generations above ours. It's like, be normal. Fit in. Yeah, right. And we were laughing because we were mm-hmm. watching Love on the Spectrum, and mm-hmm. that guy Steve, if yeah. you've seen the show, like... He... I love Steve. Oh, my God. I love Steve oh, so well, much. Oh, well, this loneliness stuff just isn't for me. Oh, I love him. Like, I just... Oh, How exciting. We're oh, going geez. to go on a boat. Dude, I fucking love him. He's the, yeah, he's the man. man. He's the man. But, like, I think that, you know, this may be He rejected a girl. He was the only one who did it. That's so true. Anyway. But, like, he seems, like, pretty... You know, he seems like one of the most high-functioning on the show. And, oh, like, yeah. he lives alone totally independently. And, <laughs> and it's like, I think a little bit of that, for better or worse, was that he grew up in a time where it was, like... Just stop being weird. Yeah, like, it pretty wasn't much. like oh you're you have Asperger's or oh you have autism like yeah. you know like so like, dude, like they're weird like let them. He's a little off. Yeah, it yeah. was just like exactly you would see a guy like that and you'd be like well that Steve is like a little off. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And I so I think he had to he had to learn. Yeah. To assimilate to mm-hmm. act a certain way or to get some things straightened out for himself. Yeah. And I think like that's kind of benefited him. Definitely. I I do certainly see what you're saying. I think a lot of people were encouraged a little too much and I not agree. discouraged. Enough. Obviously, you can't only encourage and you can't only discourage either. You yeah. got to strike. You got to strike a good balance. Like, Otherwise, you're gonna raise a fucking like for instance, crazy though, like person. Millennials yeah. and Gen Zers who are like wolf sexual or whatever. Yeah, it's right. Like they need to be discouraged. Like, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I'm that, sorry. That, I, that's too much. You acceptance. can't dress up like you a can. dog and be walked around in public for sex reasons. Come <laughs> you on, can't. dude. Like, you can't. We you can't and we shouldn't out let them do it either. Them, like have to like the love you. What is going on there? Yeah, you, like you want to fuck horses and you like say like nay and stuff. Right. right. And you're like, daddy has to accept me. Like, no, no. Yeah. No. No. Just. That's too, we've indulged you too much. This I agree, is over the I top. agree, I agree. Yeah. But I just think that like this Disney adult thing kind of comes out of this somewhat good quality thing that's happening in society, which is like, well, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, people are encouraged to just be themselves. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, I don't think they're really being themselves. Because I, I don't think they've found themselves yet. I think that they've... I, you'll often, you and I often talk about this. I talk about like sort of the folly of trying to construct an identity. Yeah. Because people do that from the outside in. They go like, okay, um, like, you know, because it's kind of, it's scary existentially to be walking around and going like, I don't know who I am or what I am. And I, I think people, I don't fit in with people. And like, you know, that's scary. And people reactively go, okay, um. What do I like? I like this. Okay, I'm this kind of guy now. Yeah, exactly. And then they, th- that's really comforting because it allows you to go, oh, okay. This is who oh, I am. Phew. Oh, God. 
I know what I am. I know what I do. Yeah. This is what I do. And other people aren't this and they do other different stuff. Yeah. And it's, so now I know how elementary. to define myself vis-a-vis them. Mm-hmm. But it's folly. It's yeah. fucking, it's a fool's errand because no, you're not. Are you really that thing that you think that you are? I don't fucking think so. That yeah. thing exists outside of you. Yeah. You are not that that activity you pursue well, or that like, group that you go to every week or yeah. whatever. It's the difference between like being interested in like passions and hobbies and liking stuff yeah. and constructing your entire identity, identity around them. Around yes. like children's cartoons. Or That's whatever. right. So That's like exactly you eat, right. live, breathe, like you are, it's your identity. Um, anyway, so the third criticism is that they just can't grow up. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, they can't. Yeah, they like, can't grow this up. This is kids stuff. It is It is for kids. It's for kids, it's guys. For kids. It's for kids. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love Pixar movies. I love their storytelling. I do too. I love a Pixar movie. I think Pixar even uh, dabbles in mature themes. I do and too. Like, it I think they're made intentionally, for adults and children. Yeah, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're made to be consumed by everybody. Yeah, like there are things that adults will get that kids won't mm-hmm. get in the movie. And, and sort of an adult can always learn something by watching a kid's movie too. A good agree. one. A good one. Like, a, an adult can see sort of a simple truth laid bare by a kid's movie. For instance, when when the girl I nannied for would watch Peppa Pig, uh-huh. loved it. I loved... Yeah, of course. I loved watching Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig's so the best. Simple and, and, yeah, there was something that I could take from it as an adult. Yeah, and exactly. Go, but did you start dressing up like Pe- Peppa Pig? No, God, no. And fucking, like, coming home and going... <laughs> like, oh, my God. No, that makes me think that people are doing weird sex stuff with Peppa the Pig. We uh, could try it. You could call me Daddy Pig. <laughs> Daddy Pig. Daddy Pig. Okay. You'd um, have to be Mommy Pig, though. Yes, Otherwise, you'd be fucked course. up. Um, but a lot of people think this, like, can't grow up stuff is, like, a little gendered, a little unfairly gendered. Really? Yeah, like, a lot of a lot of journalists or, I don't know, however you want to say it, like, much ink has been spilled, like, discussing mm-hmm, whether or not mm-hmm. this core criticism is mostly aimed at women. Because how um, crazy is it that there are a lot of journalists who have talking about, about whether adults? this is gendered? <laughs> I know, what the I fuck know. are we doing as a society? I know. Anyway, just because like a lot of the Disney aesthetic is like more feminine or like more yeah princesses. It is yeah. yeah. It's not like they're obsessed with Star Wars like we mentioned or right, right, right. like owned by Disney Marvel. Totally, yeah. totally. But uh-huh. those are seen as like more masculine. For boys, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and the Disney aesthetic as a whole is childish and sort of like mm-hmm. pixie. Like it's, you know, it's yeah, yeah, sparkly. Yeah. It's, sure. you know, uh-huh. um, more feminine. So people feel like the criticism is mostly on the women and then the criticism is also on the men that they are like being effeminate essentially by liking oh, yeah. Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, oh. and I think there's so, only some truth to that. I wouldn't. I don't just don't think it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. But I did see some like Disney themed like shirts and stuff on Etsy uh-huh, when I was uh-huh. doing the research for this episode, mm-hmm. and I just found a lot of gendered stuff like as far as merch goes. So like mm-hmm. there was like a shirt that said um, "Best Day Ever" and it was like a women's shirt, and then there was a shirt yeah. for the man that said like "Most Expensive Day Ever." All right. You know, like Boomer implying humor. that like yeah, the husband's there to like fund the wife's like silly habits. Yeah, and, like, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Like I said, counterpoint, Officer Disney himself. Oh my God, you're so right. Officer Disney, dude. An Italian American boy from Staten Island. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know how much how much water that holds. I I well okay think about it this way. Mm-hmm. What if I woke up tomorrow mm-hmm. and I jostled you and roused you from your sleep and said, mm-hmm. Kelsey Ann, I want to go to Disney and dress up like Disney characters and like do TikTok dances and you know record videos of you and me dressed up like Disney characters. You know, you know. Would what? you I think would that think. I was masculine or feminine? In that I pursuit. wouldn't think about either one of those things. Right. I would think that I would literally think that you were having like a low a grade schizophrenic aneurysm. episode. Yes. Yeah. There's a I oh my god I heard of this one case where <laughs> this newly married couple like the uh-huh. the husband started to become obsessed with Destiny's Child. Yeah. And it was like really out of the blue. Like he uh-huh. wasn't into Destiny's Child. But then at he got all. into him hard. And he got into him so hard and so all consuming. Yeah. And so strangely. Yeah. And off the topic of his personality. Yeah. That his wife like wrote the internet like. What's going like, on? What's going on? Uh huh. And people were actually like, this happened to my cousin. Like this happened to my oh, friend. Oh, really? Like, they might actually be having. I forget exactly what medical thing it was, but like basically a a brain tumor like pressing on some part no of their shit. brain, making them become obsessed with something that's totally not like it. Oh my god, they got and fucking... she took him to the hospital and he was having that. He had a tumor. Like he had like he was having. Yeah, like Destiny's Child syndrome. Yeah. Oh my god. Aneurysm or like some sort of tumor that was like pushing on areas of his brain and making them light up in a way that like. It was not his like personality. It was like a thing happening in his brain, like he it had was a, swelling or something. He had a Beyonce-noma. He did. That's fucked up. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. So like that, honestly, I would be like, oh fuck, did he hit his head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's sort of the point we're making. It's not gendered, folks. Yeah. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. It's just weird. And so, I would incur, and I I don't think it's gendered to say that these these are grown up kids. Yeah. It's for kids. Yeah. If you're an adult and you're like super obsessed with this, and you don't like have Down syndrome or something like that. Agreed. Then it's weird. Yeah. And so that just brings us to our next little section here, which is just mm-hmm. like why Disney adults are Disney adults. Like yeah. What's going on? Number one, yeah, I do think there's an aspect here, you just touched on it, mm-hmm. of non-diagnosed, undiagnosed autism spectrum disorder. Oh, you think so? You yeah. Think there's I a do. bit of a sort of like spectrum-y obsession type yeah, of symptom happening? Yeah, it's like a happening. Sonic the Hedgehog thing. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that is total, that is autistic like, territory. Like autistic people are, become obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know right? what that is. What is it about the autist's brain that makes them love Sonic the Hedgehog? If you're, if you're our age, if you're a millennial, think about it. And you went to school with somebody who was autistic and like, liked to draw all the time. What character did they like to draw? I know so many people who have told me it's Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's true for me as well. Yeah, you, yeah. There was a kid named Jeremy in my class who would draw Sonic the Hedgehog every single day over and over again. It was an obsession. Also, My Little Pony. My Little Pony also. Is a spectrum-y obsession. Yes, There's a lot of, like, people that become obsessed with My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. And there's sort of a sexual element to that as well. Oh, I know. I don't want to get into that. Sonic is pure. Sonic is (laughs) pure awesome. Um... But yeah, like out of, you know, out of mm-hmm. all the things you could be obsessed with, I guess, including My Little Pony, mm-hmm. like Disney may be the best of the worst. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't if, know. If being a Disney 
adult is the thing, I mean, that you get your neurodivergent, like, hyperfixation set on. Like, I, I don't know if that's the worst. I would take Star Trek over Disney. Ah, that's a good one. I would yeah. also take The Lord of the Rings over Disney. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. that, too. Yeah. T- like, Tolkien, uh, Tolkien guys with Asperger's. Definitely. Yeah, we could, we um. could talk. They, we could have a conversation about that. The second thing is trauma. You think? I have a little theory about this. Go ahead. I think that when someone experiences a really uh, big trauma in their life, perhaps, I don't know, sexual abuse. Perhaps uh, mm-hmm. the, the deaths of your parents or, you know, really early in life or just something terrible, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think that studies show that you get stuck in that mindset. And yeah. it's really hard to get you out of basically the age that you were when you were traumatized. This is like an explanation for like why a bunch of like child stars grow up to be so weird. Yes. You know, yes, they're exactly. fucking There's this saying where we're at right now, they're Holly in fucking weird. Holly weird and they get <laughs> touched by fucking studio executives. Yep. When they're, uh, you know, 11 years old and then they fucking can't, they wig out and they can't get back yeah, on track. I, I mean, yeah. there's a saying like, basically the age that you get famous at is the age that you will mentally stay. Yeah. Like truly, because it, it, it breaks people's brains. Yeah. Being famous is not normal. It's not natural. Yeah. It, we're biologically not designed for that. No. And so like it ruins your it ruins you. Yeah. And totally. so, you know, whether you were ruined at seven or 15 or 25, like you kind of get stuck there. You know, I've heard that same thing applied to as an actor, Mm -hmm. right? We, uh, we have to study voice and speech, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, how to speak. Um, I've heard it said that, um, your voice can get stuck. And so Uh, that like, oftentimes when you hear, let's say for instance, like women, Mm -hmm. like really tiny, like little voices like this, or just stuck up in the top, little baby voices. Oftentimes that can indicate that they had something really traumatic, like Mm. specifically like Mm -hmm. sexual trauma happened to them when they were very young and their, their voice stayed there because it was, it's trapped. It's like caught. This is something that happens with eating disorders, specifically sexual abuse and stuff. It's like, Either your a lot of people's response is either to make your body stay that like childlike forever, yeah. and that sort of means staying really skinny, mm-hmm. and so they develop an eating disorder because they're trapped in like being at that age yeah. and the body type of being that age. Yeah. Or it goes in the opposite direction, and they develop like binge eating disorder or right. something like that, where like they're trying their hair to out be big and stuff like that in yeah. order to not be molested again. Right. 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 Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so I totally I think you're onto something here that like permanent childhood yeah. can be brought on by traumatic fucking events that they traumatic never events. Hoped with. I'd like to say okay, because we're kind of getting pretty far afield here because we can't we can't just say that the Disney adults all got touched. But they might have. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> they really might have. Um, I'd like to say, especially for millennials, mm-hmm. given that we're calling this a pretty millennial sort of disorder. Uh huh. The Disney it disorder. It is a disorder, yes. It's definitely disordered, like, uh, development. Yeah, yes, like, yes. your development is sort of disordered if you're obsessed with kids' movies yes. as a grown adult. Um, so we're saying this is a millennial disorder. You could say that being our age and living in modernity this mm-hmm. way 
is kind of a fucking traumatic thing that the human brain over-evolved apes that we are wasn't meant to be able to handle. Yes. Like, the fucking, you know, I mean, it's kind of a trite take, but, like, the black mirror, like, staring at your phone mm-hmm. all the fucking time, like, you lose your mind on the internet, like, this, it just scrambles people's brains. And so one could imagine that, you know, and also just the, like, the fact everyone's in fucking debt, like, the goddamn world is on fire, the polar yeah. ice caps are melting, like, Florida's is going to be underwater in 20 years, Yeah. you know, fucking... There's uh, looming threats of Cold War with Russia or even hot World War Three, every single fucking day because yeah. of international geopolitics. Like, nobody's making any money. All the money's being handed to the people who run the Disney Corporation. You know what I mean? It's sucked out of the middle class. Middle class is fucking disappearing. A lot of people lost their houses in 2008 when they were mm-hmm. fucking 10 years old. Yep. Um, they can't own property. Yeah, no hardly anybody can property. buy a house. <laughs> Like, having a job, like, most of the time you get, like, these days you get stuck in, like, minimum wage, like, yep. sort of, yeah, just wage slavery. Yeah, I know, I think trauma and like arrested entry level, development yeah. go hand in hand, and that's what we were saying. Yeah, And so, I think arrested development and trauma, actually, can both be connected to this, like, adulting thing, right? Like, yeah. I think that arrested development, when seen in a negative lens, is, mm-hmm. like, our culture's um, embrace of nerd culture that's gone too far or like strange hobbies or obsessions that would otherwise be like, people would be like, hey, stop doing that. You feel like this is people's way of dealing with just having to exist As adults in modern society, I honestly do. In the West, yeah. In the West. I think it's a reaction to that. I think that like it's really I think that these are people that are finding it really difficult to live in the world and to be adults yeah totally and this is bringing them a lot of comfort whether that's because of arrested development or because of trauma it's bringing them comfort it's you know reminding them of a time when things were peaceful yeah when back when you were eight years old care of you and nothing bad had happened to you yet <laughs> when you, you were know? in elementary school like before people started like forming cliques and like being yeah. mean to one another and you could just like run around, and if you were like a fast runner, then like people liked you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you were generally just kind of happy, and you'd wake up at seven o'clock every day, and like all that, all that sh- without like skipping a beat. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. It's just bringing them back to a simpler time. I think. Totally, totally, and, totally. And I, I agree with you about all this stuff about modernity. I'm not surprised that this is happening more now than ever. Yeah. So it's like it's like escapist a little bit in yeah. nature. Like people are like, oh my god everything's full of microplastics are you serious a whole new world like yeah, you know and what then I mean? start to feel better yes exactly and exactly. i don't think that that's like i don't think that's a bad thing i don't know i have a soft spot for that sort of reaction you know Dude, i imagine I the little mermaid that. but and like all the fish myself. are like swimming in trash bags and like swallowing plastic bottles and I like mean, <laughs> fucking yeah. aerial chokes on a fucking <laughs> non-biodegradable plastic straw yeah, we should make that movie. <laughs> I think the the what the fourth reason that millennial adults do the things that they do, uh, uh-huh. excuse me, a Disney adults, but whatever, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a religious impulse. Explain. So I think that this Disney obsession, the way that they do it, is certainly religion adjacent, if not. Yeah completely religious in nature. Interesting. And a lot of us in the modern age like don't 
subscribe to a religion, yeah, especially true. not like traditionally or with all of the like mm-hmm. pilgrimages, going to church, all that stuff. Yeah. So it kind of takes that like he, what, what am I trying to say? No, I know, I know exactly what you're trying to say. It's like, it's like Nietzsche's, religion. it's Nietzsche's concept of the death of God, right? Yeah. So we, now that we can look around and sort of explain what's going on, all of a sudden, like, traditional religion stops making sense. And we yeah. wind up with, like, our modern sort of liberal-founded society. We, we've essentially killed the power of the church. We've, we've sort of killed the, the traditional need for... And I think corporations are in on that in terms of taking advantage of it, knowing that that's true, and then taking advantage of these people like Disney Well, adults. yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. Um, corporations have uh, have a major vested interest in this, right? Because our society is built so that they can grow infinitely, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So that whatever whatever faults our society has, they like because the society is made so that they can exist. I mean, the Catholic Church is like actually the the OG mega corporation. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, fucking, what's going on is what you're saying is that people existentially um, have their questions sort of answered Mm -hmm. in ways that aren't satisfying. And there's this sort of need for a spirituality or Mm -hmm. like thing, certain roles that religion used to fill. Like ritual, community. Yeah. Yeah. Spirituality, like the, the search for deeper meaning. Um, and so to replace that, people are Mm -hmm. taking it upon themselves to inject meaning into things that just sort of ambiently exist Mm -hmm. in our modern society, like fucking, Pop stars or yeah. football mm-hmm. or fucking, you know, whatever. Yep. But without a sort of understanding of why they're doing that, it doesn't make them happier. Just sort of like right. is like feeding an itch, scratching an itch. Yeah, it's like your religious affiliation in a secular, like capitalist, like society. Yeah. Right now, it's your favorite brands, like you said. Or yeah. like your favorite football team. Or yeah, exactly. your favorite like entertainment network fucking whatever yeah um I and did... that's not to say that none of those things can be spiritual true but like true. it's there's even more to like don't stop there like yeah. keep looking yeah. you know what i mean so i found a quote by this like religious guy yeah. i don't know or girl whatever jody yeah. eckler levine a professor of religion at um, lehigh university and she right. says people see their trips to disney in a very reverent light people yeah, will go totally. there and talk about that being uh, being transformed or making crucial memories. They'll go to mark particular life cycle events like announcing a pregnancy or... Right, or like you said, a wedding. A wedding, exactly. uh Or after they've gone through treatment for cancer or whatever. It's like these religious rites, these like... They're seeing it as a pilgrimage, basically, right? Uh, Like a trip to Mecca. Um, (laughs) Reappropriated to Disney for people who are like starved of meaning in the modern world and searching for some sort of fucking context. Yeah. I think that's what Disney does. That's what it offers them. And I, I do think that it's pretty sinister. And I think they know that that's what they're offering. Yeah. I, I think they really do. Totally. And, you know, like, I, yeah, it's just, it's the whole experience from top to bottom is made to feel, like, incredibly, like, sweet and joyous and, like, tugs at your heartstrings. And, like, they use all the things that religion, religion well, yeah. uses, like, you know, smell and yeah, like, incense yeah. and Catholicism uh-huh. or, like, um, certain lighting or music especially. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know... It, they, they are experiences that are made to get you addicted. Right. Think about like walking into like, like Notre Dame. Whole. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. exactly. Like it is a spiritual thing. What is human spirituality? Yeah. It's, it's art is that expressed. You know what I mean? Yep. 
it's spirituality is our sense of connection to the universe and our sense of like wonder and exploration and joy and awe and like a uh, like a let's say a like incredible like cathedral is as much a collection of pieces of art and in a, in a physical exploration of spirituality mm -hmm. as let's say the magic castle is yeah it's all the same stuff disney is it's making art that's specifically intended to make people feel feelings of like joy and nostalgia mm -hmm. and reverence mm -hmm. and community like togetherness longing, and yeah. longing yeah and and fullness and and they're they're doing exactly yeah. the same thing humanity but the thing is, to outsider, to like a heathen, right? Totally. Okay. I walk into a cathedral and I go, well, "This is very beautiful," and I can like feel the feelings of like, like wonder and awe. But I'm not really connected to it. Same yeah. thing with like us in Disney. We're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I like the fireworks. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that ride was fun." Well, but you, like, well, I love the fireworks. The and fireworks I love... are, the the fireworks over the Cinderella's castle bring yeah. me to tears. If, you know, they're designed to. That's I what they're they for. Are. Yeah, because yeah. they're like synced to the music. Yeah. Oh my god. But so the difference between us and a Disney adult is that we can experience that and feel really moved, even. Um, but we don't assign a higher spiritual meaning mm, to it. Yeah. Because totally. we know it's fucking Disney. Yeah, it's just a brand. Uh, you're drawing the parallel between Disney and the Catholic Church right now mm -hmm. is ringing particularly true mm -hmm. when you think about like. How sinister Disney is behind the, behind the fucking yeah veil veil yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Um, then basically just in defense of Disney adults like are they hurting anyone I here's the thing I was thinking about this earlier listen if you like to dress up like a pig and have a woman beat you with a cat of nine tails and root around and do weird sex stuff like I do Nathan just doesn't um then. And you're doing it in the privacy of your own home. Mm -hmm. You're not fucking hurting anyone. Um, but if you're doing that out in public, I'd say, why don't you keep that to your fucking self, man? Yeah, I guess you're right. So what I'd say about this particular question is, yeah, the Disney adults are out doing all their weird shit in public in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And as we said before, it kind of feels like pent-up sexual energy. It does. And yeah. I sort of wish that they would go away. Yeah. I guess they're not harming anyone physically. No, like not, no one's life is being put in danger because some guy dresses yeah. up in a in a Tigger goofy whatever outfit no. and like makes you think that whatever like no. trekking around Orlando taking pictures for their Instagram where they're doing that like insane Instagram smile. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Where do. your mouth is like slightly open, like ah, yeah. oh, like you're yeah. making that kind of noise. Yeah. What they they're are, really hurting anybody. they're not hurting anyone physically. No, mm -hmm. and so it, sh you know, I mean, I'm not saying like it should be fucking illegal to be a Disney adult, but what they are doing is imposing on everyone else's fucking personal space. Yeah, you know, or yeah. like everyone else's like psychic space as an adult, they're imposing on it, and they sort of know they're doing it vis-a-vis -vis our point earlier about them being like attention-seeking theater kids who do TikTok dances. It's true at Disney and yeah. fucking like block traffic or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyhow. Um, yeah, and, and just like, you know, a cult or just like the Catholic religion or whatever. Like, I, I heard a lot of people say, like, it's a really supportive community. Like, Disney yeah. adults don't, they don't have a reputation for, like, aggressive gatekeeping or, like, infighting. Like, it's kind of yeah, just they this want people to boundless join. enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, they want people to join. Yeah. They want them to join but not criticize. That's true. They don't, the only thing you can't do or will not be tolerated in that space is criticizing Disney. 
Yeah. Which is weird. Sounds pretty cult like to me. Sounds cult like, right? You can't yeah. criticize the leader. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's just like, why can't people have a little escapism? Like it helps them escape the harsh realities of their life, takes them back to the last time they felt happy, maybe yeah. childhood. I don't know. I wasn't happy in childhood, so I don't really understand these people. But okay, you know so I mean? here's here's the official decision. Mm-hmm. Are they hurting anyone? No. Are they annoying everybody? Yes. Yes. Boom. Yeah. There you go. That's it. And hopefully, by listening to this podcast, you have a broader understanding of fucking why they're so annoying. Yeah. And uh, no hard feelings if you are one and <laughs> you're listening no to this. No hard feelings. I almost Sorry, feel a little guys. bit jealous for one reason, and that's because I don't think I love anything as much as they love Disney. So I just, I wonder about that feeling. I mean, I love you. I probably love you as much as they love Disney. But I other love than you that, as much it's as like, yeah, love I love Disney. writing and acting and like going to the beach and like I love a Negroni. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't love anything the way they seem to love Disney. Are we missing seem something? Seem to. Seem to. Yeah. That's the whole point. Back to what I was saying before. Yeah. I I sense a sort of falseness. We love Yeah, everything. I feel like we love everything as much as they love Disney. Yeah. They only love one thing that much. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of like part of being an adult is opening yourself to the world and learning how to like experience and find joy and unity and togetherness in all of the different stuff that can happen yeah. to you. And if you only have one thing that makes you feel that way, then, then that you've gives limited everyone else yourself. The fucking creeps about you. Yeah, well cuz it's yeah. it seems wrong. Yeah. You know? It seems stunted at the very yeah. least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I guess the the point of this podcast that we came to was like it's this behavior is a symptom. Yeah. Of like living in modernity in the U.S. It's weird. Honestly. It's weird and it's hard, but it's not as hard as like living in the third world. So you can't just go, oh, well, I fucking, you know, live in an aluminum yeah. shed and I have to cook everything with wood fires and you know, <laughs> no. my whole family has cancer or whatever. Like, yeah. you, it's just like I feel we feel malaise and we don't fucking know why mm-hmm. unless we really start to peel stuff back. But if you but don't do that... we're not going to peel stuff back, so we're just going to go to Disney World every week. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, like, get obsessed with, like, collecting Marvel Harry Funko Potter. Pops. Yes. Yeah, that. or I'm going to join a Quidditch League and, like, get Harry Potter tattoos. Harry Potter adults are another There's annoying another, group. Yes. 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 And there is Harry Potter World as a theme park. So yes. So maybe they understand what I'm a Disney sure adult is. I'm sure people do exactly the same fucking thing. We should do an episode about Harry Potter World and Harry Potter Oh, we totally should. Okay. Oh, this could All right, be a guys, whole thing. that's on the docket. Um... We gotta go. I think we gave you everything that we have to give about Disney adults. I definitely talked all the thoughts out of my head. Me so, too. I, like, feel like I hope my, that was helpful. My, nothing's rattling. There's a, a tumbleweed rolling through. I my got a brain couple of moths and <laughs> buzzing around a light bulb. All right, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. We are so like surprised and elated whenever someone like tags us on Instagram with a screenshot that they're listening to the podcast or yep. shoots us a Florida man story or something like that. It really makes our day. And Hell yeah. we're just so glad that you guys are enjoying and vibing and listening. Um, subscribe if you would. Leave a rating. Leave a review. And subscribe to our Patreon. We love you. Yes, we do. Bye, guys. Bye. I'm going to go.